Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, those tuning in through our online affiliates around the world, we're glad you all could be with us as well. Well, as you guys know, October is recognized, among many things, as National Book Month. So I'm always excited to talk to some of my favorite people who are authors writing great books. And our next guest has definitely been able to do that, and we haven't been able to talk to her live on the pub day of her new release. I'm talking about author Barbara Lynn Probst. Her new book is called The Color of Ice. We're going to talk to Barbara not only about the writing of the book, but also these characters she gives us. I think what we can take away from ice and the many ways we can look at it when it comes to this book, but also we'll let you guys know how to stay connected with Barbara as well. Barbara, hello to you. Welcome to the program. Oh, good morning. Hello. Well, excited to speak with you, Barbara, especially as the book is now officially out. Of course, I got mine early, which makes it great because I'm able to actually uh, talk about it with our audience and kind of tease them a little bit. But, Barbara, I want to talk about this experience for you first as an author. What has it been like for you to be able to create these stories and then to be able to share them with readers literally around the world? Well, you know, I was thinking about that question, and I would have to say that my stories find me. I mean, I'm not someone who sits down and tries to create a story um, mentally. It's as if every story, every character, every theme has really found me and just grabbed me. And then it becomes really a sort of passion for me to to do justice to the characters, to, to bring their story to life. Does that make sense? It does. It, it actually does make sense. And, and, it, and it's, it's interesting to hear you say that, Barbara, because I can imagine then you probably get just as excited as, as we do <laughs> to kind of see where they're going to take you. So I want to talk about that as we get into the color of ice, because I think the thing about this book that I did not expect, of course, you know, there are a lot of things that are literal, but some I think are, are quite quite figurative, including the very title itself. Talk to us about Iceland and what it was like for you to kind of capture not only the atmosphere, but also the mood of it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I had been to Iceland several years earlier, and I never had a plan of, you know, writing a book set there. But I was at home uh, in quarantine you know, because of the pandemic. That's when this, this the idea for this story came to me. And I was literally just sitting on my deck um, and had this kind of vision about a woman who goes to a place because she thinks it's going to be cold and stark and um, and it turns out to be the opposite for her that really thaws her, awakens her, lets her discover her capacity for generosity and and, and a kind of unconditional love that she didn't think she was capable of. So it was a very interesting moment because um, it, whatever was in my subconscious from my travels in Iceland had been waiting for this moment to, to wow. bloom. Wow. 
And, and I think that what you just captured there, Barbara, is really what I took away from looking at Carolyn McAllister's journey. Uh, here she is someone who is successful doing what she loves, but she is not a person that has not had heartache. She's a person uh, who is, just like all of us, have gone through things in life. And what I thought was so interesting as I got into The Color of Ice, Barbara, what, as a reader, what I thought was, so many times we can appear one way, like someone may be be seen as we've heard people be called icy or cold, right? And we don't know what made them that way, or we don't know what's behind that, or even if that's a protection for them because of what they've gone through. You kind of play with that, in, even in the book. I mean, yes, we're talking about a literal place, but in the individuals we're able to meet in Carolyn's world, these people have gone through their life experiences too. So what was that dynamic like for you to play with when it comes to the characters? You know, that's a really wonderful thing to hear you say because it's so true nowadays we have no idea what is someone's inner story when we just see them from the outside um mm-hmm. so i really i really appreciate that and I, I i would say that all of my characters always have more below the surface that's definitely true for the male character in the story too for mac that yeah. we we don't know till later that the pain that he's carrying that makes him kind of hold himself back and really it's through compassion for him that allows Catherine to find that part of herself that she's not allowed herself to be. You know, and a lot of us do this. We, we, um, we build layers of, of protection. It's understandable. But, you know, her journey is really one of increasing risk and vulnerability. And what I tried to do was... If, if you remember, in so it starts out she has this carefully planned trip, and at each stage she deviates from her plan uh, more and more in, in a bigger and bigger way. And, of course, that external journey of leaving the plan to follow her heart, her uh, what's really there in front of her, not in her mind, you know, it is, is kind of a mirror of the inner journey. So that was kind of special for me with this book in in a way that, again, I didn't have that plan. I just, to go back to your other question, I do live with the character. um, And I I find that I know kind of how the story is going to end. But I don't know everything about how I'm going to get there. And that unfolds bit by bit, often in the shower or when I'm taking a walk, you know, those times when you're, you're kind of a little more relaxed and not trying. Um, and, and so I often think of it as a kind of dance between, I'm calling it the subconscious, you know, your, your deeper self and this other part of the mind that knows the craft, you know, knows how to how to make that work on the page. So it's like the two parts of my mind sort of open to the, and the characters have to be real to me. Um, That's really been the case for each of my protagonists, that um, it's just so important. And I'll say one more thing is that part of my journey as a writer has always been with each book trying to find what is it in every character, even the secondary characters, that I can love and respect? Um, 
So that's been important for me, that there's never any villains. Um, if, if you, you know, the villain, that the obstacles are in us, but everybody yeah. is trying to do good as they understand it. I think that is so, such a great point, and as you mentioned, we're able to see that. I think I called her Carolyn earlier. My apologies on that. We see it with Catherine uh, and her journey, but also I think, as you mentioned, you know, with the other characters, you mentioned Mac, which it definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm not even going to to get into that. I don't want to spoil anything when it <laughs> when it comes to readers. <laughs> when it comes to that, but I do want to talk to uh, talk about some of the other characters. The point that you're making there. Um, because I think there is this this interesting thing. Let's take Deborah, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there, and of course, we kind of see the the title of the book show itself uh, in in something that Deborah says, uh, the the color of of ice. You know, I I think there is this idea of we do learn sometimes even things about ourselves from other people. What was that like for you to kind of see, Barbara? How these characters sometimes that may seem so different. Um, are connected in ways not even they could have expected. Yeah, you know, that whole part at the end with her, I didn't know I was going there. It really just found me. That was That's a perfect example. I realized that she needed her story, too. Um, yeah. For those who are listening, this is a seemingly minor character who who really comes on on the screen at the end, and that she just couldn't be a prop, for for Catherine's journey. She was a person, too. And and not every character's arc is completed. Maybe her, we're hoping that hers will, that she'll find something after the story's over, you know, kind of like that. Um, and and I, I love those moments, and that's really part of the joy of writing for me. And uh, that's a great example of that. The other thing I would say, although you didn't quite ask this, is that, each of my books is framed around some kind of an art form. And in this case, glass blowing taught me, showed me something about, for example, Catherine, that she wanted to be in movement, molten, like the glass. The glass is, you can see, as Mac tells her, you can look at it and through it. So all of these properties of glass really have to do with Catherine as a character as well. Yeah. If to stay with that for a second, I'm so glad you made that. There's that one horrible incident that happens with Catherine and, and with Mac. Um, and it shows, I think, a bigger thing. And I, I'll, I'll talk around it, uh, Barbara, and you know what I'm <laughs> talking about. When she realizes that some things cannot be put back together, you know, that, mm-hmm. that a, a false step. Um, and I thought when I got to that, I, I mean, I think we all, when we read that scene, we all know what that's like to, and what I thought about for myself, because my friends tell me I'm notoriously too honest, Barbara, and sometimes I will say things, and I think, you know what, <laughs> I probably should not have said that. And when it, once it's said, it's done. No matter what you, no matter how many times you say I'm sorry, um, you know, it's done. And Catherine finds herself in situations like that, literally, I think, and figuratively, where the words aren't enough. So talk about that for you, because you said something mm-hmm. interesting, Barbara, as you were talking about storytelling for you. Uh, because we do see uh, Catherine has independence about her. 
Uh, as you said, she has this trip that's planned. Things are, you know, she takes other roads. You seem to be able to trust your own path. Where does that trust come from? For aspiring writers out there who are wondering, you know, can they trust their own voice? Where did that trust in your own voice come from? Gee, that is a great question. And it's a journey. You know, we're all susceptible to wanting people to love our books. I mean, we're human, right? But I honestly feel that you there has to be a kind of generosity, a kind of wish to give something. And you're you're open to to um feedback from like I have I had a very wonderful mentor who gave me a lot of tough love. So it was it's not trust in yourself doesn't mean that you're not open to um advice from people right. that are smart and that you that you trust. But there's um, so it's it's another one of I guess everything I always say is it's a dance, you know, being open to maybe I was wrong, maybe I didn't know, maybe there's more. But then when it comes down to it, it's your life, and only you can live it, and you got to go for it. And um, so. You know, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've been a full-time mom. I've been a therapist. I've been a teacher. I've been an advocate for out-of-the-box kids. And and I guess what I've learned is that um, you just really you 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 give the best you can. And it's it goes back to that question you had about putting things back together when they when they can't be. You accept yeah. it. You accept that we're all imperfect. And and that um, we have a shared humanity, and that um, we're more we, we're more forgiving, and we all are worthy of of redemption and second chances, and and all of that, which is really what Catherine comes to feel. She um, one of the important things for me at the end of the book was how her journey helped her children. Mm. So it's all in these spots. I'm not really answering your question directly, but I, I feel that life and writing, it's all, it's all related for me. Right. No, I get that. I get that. And I think, too, one thing, Barbara, I can – you've probably been told this before, but I, I want our audience to know that, I mean, The Color of, of Ice definitely is a satisfying book. But I think you in many ways have found your own way of describing or defining what a happy ending looks like. And it may not be what many people may think a happy ending looks like, right? I mean, but as you just said, I definitely felt like with Catherine, I felt like there was – that she was, was a different person than how we first met her. Mm-hmm. didn't mean that she didn't have challenges throughout the book or, you know, or, or bad things didn't happen, but there was definitely um, – she was definitely better because of it. Did you feel that way too? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's uh, – all of my books have something at the end about – we don't exactly know what's going to be next for this character – their life yeah. isn't over. And I like writing books like that because that's the way it is. Something, I'm different now, or the protagonist is different, and there's more ahead for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think that is what makes it exciting for sure. Again, for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. I have the pleasure of speaking to on her pub day, Barbara Lynn Proach Probes today. <laughs> We're talking to her about her new book, The Color of Ice, that's out now through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite uh, local bookstore. We're going to remind you how you can stay connected uh, with Barbara as well. Barbara, the last thing I want to talk to you about is community. Uh, because we see uh, Catherine kind of able to find those individuals for her that are there to encourage her. Um, what has it been like for you to be a part of this literary community and being able to have that type of support from those who know what experiences like yours are like? You know, that is just so important. And in particular for me, uh, my first book came out just when we all got shut down by the pandemic. And I've discovered this incredibly warm and supportive online community. I really hadn't appreciated it till, till we were all isolated. And it's amazing. There is so much support among writers and readers um, that I don't see – because writing is a solitary process. So you have to come out of that. You're, you're so immersed you have to come out of that and and breathe and be connected to people and that's been one of the real joys of of this for me is incredible community Barbara, it's been great speaking with you. I've really enjoyed The Color of Ice. I'll make sure that I get my review on Amazon. Encourage anyone after they finish the book to definitely make sure you guys share your thoughts as well. Barbara, how can our audience stay connected with you? Well, I have a, a website, which is just my name smushed together. It's www.barbaralynn, with an I, L-I-N-N, com, And I have a lot of cool photos and fun stuff up there and um that would be awesome. Well, Barbara, I really do appreciate you stopping by, sharing your pub day with us. Congratulations to you again, and looking forward to our next conversation together. Well, thank you so much, Cyrus. You're great to talk to. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely want to thank our friend uh, Anne-Marie at Get Red PR for setting up this chat with us for today, and thank all of you for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.